On today's episode, we are going to dig deep onto IBM's earnings that they just reported today. The company is down after hours, and let's see if we can find a reason why. So let's get started. All right, so the company right now ended the day at $120, but after hours, after reporting earnings, the company is down 3%. And when comparing it to this company's all-time high for the year, this company is still down 23%. So this company is still pretty far off from its all-time highs. Let's just take a look at performance of how this company has done throughout the past few months. In the past month, this company has returned 27%. We have seen a pretty bullish market in the past few weeks, so I understand why we see that huge um, monthly performance when we take a look at the past three months, this company is down 13%. Year to date, this company is down about 10%. Before we go any further, guys, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, the bell, and the thumbs up. It helps the small channel out so much, and I appreciate every one of you guys for coming here and watching this video. All right, so now let's take a look at the earnings results. Here we are on SeekingAlpha.com. So remember, this is for IBM's quarter one earnings that they reported April 20th after hours. Quarter one non-GAAP earnings per share of $1.84 was a beat by $0.04 and GAAP earnings per share was $1.31 which beat by $0.02. Their revenue was pretty much $17.6 billion which missed revenue by about $50 million. It's not a big miss but this is bringing back flashbacks for previous IBM holders. Previous IBM investors, oh, there's this bad taste in IBM because there was a huge period for I think four to five years from between 2012 to 2017, where this company was reporting revenue decline year after year for about four to five years. So seeing this revenue miss is probably giving some some bad taste back to those investors. Revenue is down 3.5% compared to the same time last year. Obviously, same time last year, we did not have the COVID-19, so maybe this quarter might just be a little different. All right, so next we're going to take a look at the first quarter results. This is a press release that the company released during earnings, and I took the liberty of highlighting all the points that I found were pretty important. Like that, you guys don't have to go and read this whole 10-page document. After this, we're going to take a look at some articles from the company. And after the articles, we're going to take a look. I'm going to do my thoughts on the companies and the valuation that I would be okay buying or not buying. So luckily, they make it easy for us and they give us the really good highlights at the beginning. And remember, these are highlights. So a company is not going to, pre- it's not going to tell you things that are going bad here. So first, they tell us GAAP earnings per shares were $1.31. We already talked about operating non-GAAP earnings per share were $1.84. Again, we talked about revenue was $17.6 billion, which was down 3.4%. And then they talk about their different revenue segments. So if you guys watched my previous video that I did yesterday, I talked about IBM's set, um, revenue segments. IBM has four revenue segments. It has cloud and cognitive software. It has systems. It has global business services. And it has global technology services. But if we're taking a look at the highlights right here, they only mention three. And I wonder why they mention three. And stuff like this kinds of sometimes annoys me when I take a look at this. It, it feels to me like companies try to hide stuff. And I'm not a big fan of that. I, I want to see all the negative stuff 
coming from here in the highlights as well. But no, they're they're definitely trying to hide something. So they talk about cloud and cognitive software and it's up 5%. And that's understandable, right? Right now, the cloud system is up with everybody working from home and all the companies wanting to be able to have the, the, the amount of, of servers to be able to work from home. We need that whole clouding servers up and running. So understandable that and the cloud and the cloud business in every in every company, we see Microsoft, we see Amazon and we have Google. This is a business that keeps on growing year after year. So it's understandable to see this service up. They talk about systems. Systems is up 3%. And they talk about global business services. Global businesses services is flat. It's pretty much the same as same time last year. But what about the fourth one? Well, the fourth one is, like I mentioned, global technology services. And why do you think these guys did not talk about that in the in the highlights? That's because this part of the segment lost 4% compared to same time last year. And what kind of company wants to wants to share that kind of news to their investors? Obviously, they give you the news here and if you want to take a look at their presentation or if you want to do further information in the company. But I feel like stuff like this should always been shown. I know plenty of companies that they're pretty transparent with everything. And to me, that lack of transparency gives a little bad taste in my mouth again not every investor is like me some other investors could care less but something that small is i think a very big deal for 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 me so for this quarter the revenue of 17.6 billion dollars total cloud revenue was 5.4 billion dollars so a little bit less than 30 percent um, was made up of cloud revenues and i think that's pretty impressive and it is up 19 percent compared to same time last year one of the biggest advantage that this company has with cloud and AI is they did buy Red Hat, I think it was last year or the year before. And Red Hat revenue is up 18%. Again, if you hmm, cloud revenue is up about 19%, Red Hat revenue is about 18%. I wonder who's carrying who right now. But I think it was, a, it was a good buy. It was one of my favorite acquisitions to happen in the short term in the past two years that I can think of right now. And I think it was pretty smart for IBM to buy Red Hat. Next, another highlight, they talk about their gap gross profit margins are up 90 basis points. That's actually pretty pretty impressive to have uh, uh, to have almost a whole percent up. Then they talk about net cash flow from operating activities were $14.5 billion. They collect a huge amount of cash from operating activities and the free cash flow ended up being $11.6 billion over the last 12 months. So this company definitely has a pretty strong cash flow, which is a good time, especially at a time right now. IBM did say they are withdrawing their 2020 guidance for the main reason of the COVID-19 and they will release more information later on, on the, at the second, at the end of the second quarter, just because they feel they will have more information about the macroeconomics of things. And later on, we are going to talk about an article that the CEO did mention something during the earnings call. And we're going to take a look at that in the articles later on. All right. So now we're going to take a look at this company's income statement. We already took a look at the at the different segments of revenues. Now I just pretty much just want to go at the look at the other information from here. So remember, I said total revenue for this company was 17.5, pretty much 17.6 billion dollars. For this quarter compared to 18.2 billion dollars last same time last year so we see that 3.5 percent decline 
but that's about what seven six hundred million dollars less so this company made six hundred million dollars less but let's take a look at this company's gross profit this company's gross profit compared to same time last year is only down 120 million dollars so i think that's pretty impressive and that shows the strength of the increase of gross profit margins right this company lost about 600 million dollars in revenue but it only lost about 120 million dollars in gross profit and that again is pretty much the results of having good an increase of profit margins next i wanted to take a look at expenses the main expenses i like to take a look at are research and development especially for a company like this right ibm is a technology company so they, these are companies that if they don't focus on research and development they're going to be left behind and some other company is going to come and take their place last year they spent four, uh, 1.4 billion dollars in research and development this year they spent 1.6 billion dollars in research and development many people don't like to see an increase in expense but for a technology company and for most growing companies i consider the opposite i want a company to continue to learn to continue to develop to continue to be strong so i'm happy to see some increase there next the other one is sell general and administrative expenses here this expense increased by a lot compared to the same time last year it increased by about 1.3 billion dollars and that's a big number the only two things the only two things that come in mind are either one the red hat acquisition ended up increasing the amount of employees and that's why we see that huge increase in in this expense or they just had some recent acquisition or hiring hiring frenzy before all this happened that had increased the set on um, this expense right here so at the end of the day total expense increased by about 1.8 billion dollars mostly coming from that increase in sales general and administrative expense but a new a nice amount of portion also did come from that research and development expense and there was a little bit here and there but not anything to really throw a red flag at me the one that really threw a red flag with me was the sales general and administrative expense all right, so actually I wanted to go ahead and take a look. I didn't want to just leave no information there. I did, when did IBM acquire Red Hat? And IBM acquired Red Hat in October 28, 2018. That's when they announced the deal. But the acquisition closed in July 9th of 2019, which yes, then I believe that this sales and general and administrative expense was because of the additions of new employees this was only six months ago so it obviously would see an increase compared to 12 months ago all right so next let's take a look at this company's balance sheet if you guys have been watching my channel you guys know that the balance sheet is my favorite document to take a look at because i feel you can learn so much about this company one thing i do want to mention is here we're going to be comparing it from the end of this quarter compared to the same to the quarter just to last quarter so to quarter four of 2019 compared to quarter one of 2020 this usually would give me a bad taste in my mouth because normally we want to take a look at same time last year but same time last year there was still an acquisition gap ha happening so the numbers will be so different compared to now so i i this one i have to give it to ibm and i have to say i understand why you're comparing it to last quarter where the acquisition had already finished so it's a better understanding of how the overall business is going compared to same time last year where a lot of big changes were happening within the business so right let's take a look at cash and cash equivalents for this quarter and this company ended with 11.2 billion dollars of cash and cash equivalents 
compared to 8.2 last quarter ago so just three months ago so they increased their cash by about three billion dollars but if we jump straight to the bottom right now and just take a look at this company's total current assets they're pretty much the same this quarter ended with 38.9 billion last quarter ended with 38.4 billion so there was an increase of about 500 million dollars but again it's just different assets moving into different portions even though we did see a three point a three billion increase in cash and cash equivalents it's just it's just assets moving from some other portion to to something else and that's why at the end of the day total current assets are pretty flat taking a look at the total assets they're pretty much flat year to year this company did increase by about 1.5 billion dollars but that's about one percent of this company's total assets it ended this quarter at 153 billion dollars so 1.5 billion dollar increase again it's it wasn't even that so it's not even a one percent increase in total assets there's not i took a look here and there's nothing here that is throwing me a red flag compared to same to compare to last quarter so nothing here to really talk about next let's jump into current liabilities first let's take a look at the overall total current liabilities total current liabilities for this quarter were 40.6 billion dollars compared to just three months ago were 37.7 billion dollars so there was an increase of about three billion dollars in total current liabilities that is not that big of a deal um, just because three billion dollars out of this is not a huge factor but the main reason i don't consider it a big deal is because total current liabilities are just liabilities that need to be paid off in the next 12 months and it all can depend on when a company owns some form of debt so maybe this quarter it owes a lot more debt a, a new debt is coming in compared to same time last um to just three months ago and that's why we see that three billion dollar increase short-term debt for example short-term debt for the um for last quarter was about 8.8 .8 billion dollars for this quarter was 11.7 billion dollars so that's where a huge portion a huge portion of that three billion dollar increase came from again nothing here is really throwing me a red flag oh actually and one thing i forgot to mention in that total current liabilities i have it highlight here is deferred income so deferred income is money that this company has collected but at the moment it still has it as a liability because they have yet to provide a service to the customer and ibm does a lot of recurring recurring type of subscription and that's where their deferred income comes from Deferred income this quarter increased by current deferred income this quarter increased by $1.3 billion. So to me, that's I, I kind of consider that a fake liability. I know others might disagree with me, but just because at the moment I don't foresee this company not being able to provide those type of service that it needs to do for that. So if we take that change of deferred income compared to compared to three months ago. This company's total current liabilities only pretty much grew by $1.7 billion. And to me, that's not a huge change at all. Next, let's take a look at this company's total liabilities. So total liabilities for this company was $133 billion compared to $131 billion just three months ago. 
Much of the long-term liabilities does not have not seen a major increase. The main reason we see this increase in total liabilities is due to that total current liabilities and mainly due to that deferred income. If we take away that $1.3 billion, it would actually make this company have only increased its total liabilities by about, I want to say 800 million, which is not a big deal. Again, no red flags. One thing I'm happy to see is this company's long-term debt. Last year, this company, not last year, three months ago, this company had $54 billion in long-term debt. Now it's sitting at $52.6 billion. So there is a nice decrease in long-term debt. All right, so now let's take a look at articles to see how the overall internet is thinking or just how analysts are thinking about what, what are they thinking about this company and what are they thinking about the earnings first let it mean let it be known that ibm just actually received a brand a brand new ceo arvind and he this is he's just it's only been days of that he's been made ceo and this is actually the first time that a ceo has appeared in a quarterly earnings call and i think this is crazy crazy most ceos are always in their company's earnings call so this is i, I can see why people might have a bad taste in ibm's when they think about ibm because that type of leadership where you can't even make it to a quarterly earnings call like come on you need to talk to your shareholders and let them know what's going on with this company so first i do think it is pretty good that the new ceo has come and was talking during the earnings call so remember how earlier when we were taking a look at the results of the earnings, I mentioned that IBM had had this form of slump. And here I highlight it. IBM had a streak of more than five years from June 2012 through September of 2017, where revenue declined on an annualized basis every single quarter. No wonder that previous CEO did not want to come to these calls. But this new CEO, so th again, that's why I've seen that miss in that decline in revenue this quarter might have triggered some more bad memories of IBM and could have triggered a small sell-off that we're seeing that 3.3% sell-off of IBM after hours. This new CEO, Krish Krishna, mentioned, hey, right now, liquidity is an important thing. And that's what this company has always focused on, to have a strong liquidity. But liquidity is not the only thing. He wants to also see strong growth and it's to be an equal obsession to liquidity so this guy right here is telling you is telling the investors the shareholders hey listen guys i know we have plenty of cash but that's not what we're worried about we're here to make it work we're here to see growth and again i'm having pretty pretty good pretty good first time first time interactions what is that word first time loading what is it First time impression, got it. First time impression of their CEO. The next article comes from MarketWatch and here they talk about that more than 95% of IBM's workforce is still working remotely. And I think that's pretty impressive that 95%, that that's insane. IBM, 95% of their workforce is able to work from home. And then about 8,000 workers are working at, a, at the essential sites because they need to be there. Obviously, there are certain works that can't be done from home, and those workers are there. And again, that's pretty impressive. These There's there's companies that are doing well with their employees saying, hey, you guys can stay home, be safe, be safe with your family. No point in, in anybody getting sick if we don't have to get you guys sick. Again, I don't know why they you would have to get sick, but it's just a health benefit there. 
CEO also said that the business was not dropping off in the new quarter. They had the, he, he quotes, we haven't seen at least so far any big changes in the subscription side coming into April. Then he says on the transaction side, so far things are holding up, but it's still too early to tell. Something else he mentions in this is that they did see a small decline in quarter one when everything started happening. And that makes sense, right? At that moment, companies are not worrying about ordering things. The main things they're worrying are are my employees safe? Do we have enough cash to survive and everything else? So it is understandable to see a slow in quarter one and probably a slow in quarter two. All right. So next, we're going to take a look at this company's estimated growth by analyst. And here we are in Seeking Alpha. Seeking Alpha, I like using for, for many reasons, but my favorite things are looking at the annual earnings per share estimates and the annual revenue estimates. So first, let's take a look at revenue estimates. This company this year is expected to make $73.6 billion. Next year for 2021, this company is expected to make $77.3 billion. So an increase of $4 billion, which is a nice amount of growth. That's a little bit... That's a little bit over 5%. And for a big company, a 5% growth is definitely a decent sight to see. It's not the best, and but it's not horrible. So this company is expected to grow. And next, let's take a look at annual earnings per share. I don't really care about what they're making for December 2020. My valuation pretty much determines uh, is on two years ahead. So for December 2021, this company is expected to make $13.17. With the current after-hour stock price, that gives this company a forward P.E. ratio of 8.9. To me, that's actually pretty cheap for a technology company, not just a technology company, a technology company that's in the clouding service, which I think is going to continue to grow, and not only the clouding service, in the artificial intelligence service. So I think that's actually a pretty cheap price. I am... So now my thoughts, we already took a look at how I would valuation my thoughts. I am actually liking IBM the more I, I look into them. Even though their CEO is brand new, I just, I, I'm really enjoying the way he's presenting himself for the first time to shareholders. I think he has respect for the shareholders and that's showing. Seeing this forward PE ratio is pretty cool. I'm especially seeing it this cheap at 8.8. I am most likely looking to buy IBM sometime soon. Three, the balance sheet. The balance sheet is not half bad. This company has a very strong positive cash flow going on and free cash flow that does not have me worrying about this company, this company's finances. Four. This company has in a strong workforce that can work from home. So it's not a company that's going to really see any major, major impact due to the whole COVID-19. Things I don't like, right? We did see we did see that this company has had a bad list of missing revenues and they did continue here in quarter one. Even though it might be a bit understandable this time, it's still you can't make excuses every single time. The second thing I didn't like was seeing that little stunt being pulled in the in the spreadsheet. You guys remember how I was complaining at how they hid one form of revenue segment because it did not make money. And that's something that still leaves a little bit of taste on my mouth. I like to see full transparency, especially with companies like this. This is something that they should have mentioned. And the only way you would have figured that out if you were looking at the report is if you had to go all the way down to their numbers 
and really take a look at everything. Again, not a problem for me because I, I do go through them and I take a look at the numbers. But I still think that transparency should be there in the beginning. So you, you're not like, hey, why didn't you guys mention this when I finally read that? So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you think. Are you guys a fan of IBM or are you guys just going to skip on it and try to search for a new company? Don't forget to subscribe, guys. Give me that thumbs up. All the support helps out the channel. Take care and have a good night.